hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Terriers Talk. Uh, we're going to be previewing Leicester City um, on this episode. It is being filmed on the same day as the review of Plymouth and Borough. So if anything happens magically in the next 24 hours of the club, that will be touched upon um, in the next video. If not, a completely different video entirely if it's massive, massive news. Um, but anyways, Leicester, both going... Um, I feel like that's just the, the, the great start and how are we going? We both are. It's a it's a horrible, horrible game to face after these first two games, isn't it really? There's not a bigger challenge, is there? Um nah. once Premier League big boys, Premier League winners, you know, we all we all remember Wes Morgan lifting the trophy. Ranieri with tears in his eyes, you know, being serenaded by Andrea Bocelli that magical day against Everton when they lifted the league. And now they're here. That Huddersfield Town again. Um, yeah, it's one of them where you think, oh dear. Um, but to be fair, I, I do think it is probably the best time to play them. Bold statement. I'm not looking forward to it. However, it's probably one of the best times to play them. Um, because a lot's happened this summer at Leicester. Um, yeah. You've got new managers, new coaching staff, new managers. There's, there's one manager, Enzo Maresca, Um, New coaching staff, new players, big players have left. We'll, we'll touch on this as we continue this episode. But it's 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 a big change, and no doubt they'll travel well. They'll be expected to win quite convincingly. I think everyone knows that. But strange things have happened. I think it's um, we we've started off in the most interesting way possible, really, because we've gone from Plymouth, newly promoted, to the other end of the spectrum with Leicester that who've just been relegated and have world class players, world class training facilities, or did have world class players rather, um, and it will be a massive test for Town and Neil Warnock, and it will be a test of character. First home game. Um, let's just hope it doesn't turn out like the 5-1 game against Fulham and uh, everyone goes a bit mental. I think whatever happens, people are going to go a bit mental regardless. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. You either lose and it's three losses from three or you win or you get a point and it's like, right, okay, this is the kickstart point. So yeah. that not I'm not taking anything away from that. If if we get anything against Leicester, it will be a, a seen as a kickstart point, hopefully. It'll be a miracle. Well, yeah. It, it's a massive, massive challenge, you know. Yeah. There's there's a lot of similarities that I feel you can draw between us and Leicester at the moment in terms of things. Um, not financially, of course, but they're both ent- we're both entering different eras um, of the club. You know, Leicester. Uh, yeah. I think it's best to touch on this now. Leicester sold uh, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, for an absolute whopping fee between the pair of them. We've got ninety million euros written here, so it's probably about 75, 80 million quid. For the pair of them, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's so they've got all that money. money coming into the club, and they're two of their probably longest-standing players that you can really remember. Um, two players that really struggle to think of anywhere but Leicester. Mm-hmm. So they've got that. So there's a massive rebuild going on. They've got Enzo Maresca. Uh, they've got a they've got a project going on, and obviously we're about to enter a project. I won't say we're in that project yet. Uh, it's turnaround season, so. It's not there, but I think there's a similarity that can be drawn there where both clubs have something going for them 
and something to be excited about again because you know Leicester struggled a lot last season. So to to come back down to be completely re not rebuilt but to, to a lot of the club to be redone over summer. It's a restructure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, restructuring it. It looks it builds really well for them. They spent money, they've sold players for money, and yeah, things things look really good at Leicester. And then you come to come to us, and things look a bit doom and gloom after three games, don't they? Really. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's probably a it's probably a very exciting time to be a Leicester fan. I mean, even though they are in the in in the Championship, you, you're spending ten million pounds on Harry Winks, uh, established Premier League midfielder, nine million pounds or euros on Connor Cody, which is an absolutely brilliant signing. Yeah, you've still got a, a very established back line. You've got Woot Face, um, who I remember did have. I scored one of the best stone goals I've ever seen last season, but that was probably just less than last season. Toronto um, that is a, a mad comment considering Janino Bakuno. Janino Bakuno at Stoke, yeah, yeah that, yeah. Janino, if you're watching, wow, well done. Um, seven and a half euros on Madavidi, um, new keeper they brought in, so they've they spent around 30, 35 million euros or probably 25, 30 million quid this, this uh window, which is which is incredible um yeah. but I mean, then you also add into the fact that they've got harry suter ricardo pereira ridiculous depth kane and jewsbury all and then just to top it off just the three strikers available of, of patson dacca um Kalecci, ian Acho, and, and you know jamie jamie vardy just just jamie vardy yeah sorry right. jamie vardy it's a worrying prospect <laughs> isn't it it is um and i think the way we've the way we've started off and the way We've not been able to defend really at all. Considered six goals in two games, um, it's going to be a massive, massive test. I mean, let's let's talk about it strategically. I think what Warnock will do, and I'll be very surprised if he doesn't do this, he will probably sit in as much as possible. Make sure yeah. we're very structured, very regimented, because we haven't been. I think that's one thing we've got to focus on. Um, they're a tough side, and it'll probably feel at times, most of the time, that they're playing at home and we're playing away. Yeah, I really think we'll sit in. I think we'll put as many players behind the ball as possible, and when we spring into action, we'll throw the kitchen sink at it. I think it'll be a performance quite reminiscent to Millwall away last season, where we I think won the game one nil on twenty nine percent possession, and it was one chance we we offset that chance. Um, famously, the you know the phrases, um. Am I looking forward to it? No. Am I... Is, is there a slight glimmer of hope in the back of my mind? Yes, because it'd be quite typical to go down to Plymouth, lose 3-1, lose 3-2 at Borough at home and then roll over Leicester. Uh, yeah. That's the town thing to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a really big test of character and it'll be a gauge of where we are compared to teams that have dominated the Premier League and where we want to be, really. Yeah, 100%. I think the thing with Leicester as well is they're, they're quite an unknown force. So, you know, how they're going to set up against a, a Warnock side will be will be different. And obviously, because we've only had one game so far um, against Coventry of how they've set up, Coventry and us will be very different sides to play against. So. Yeah. There's no idea, kind of how Enzo Moresca is going to look at the side and go, "Yeah, I want to set you up this, 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 this to counter what Warnock's going to try and do," because realistically, who who realistically knows what Warnock's going to do 
Yeah. Um, with no, Arnold on no, Saturday, exactly. there's the idea that from from my perspective anyway, and I think it's probably a, a, a decent enough time as ever to to speak about a lineup. Um, just in, on the topic of how to go against Leicester, I think you've surely got to go back to a five for this game, haven't you? Instead yeah. of playing a four, Completely. just for that defensive structure, and then you've also got to, in my opinion, have either Hog or Edmonds Green sitting in front of them. Because yeah. I know it's not exactly throwing the kitchen sink at things, but Leicester are a team where, on 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 paper anyway, they will pick you apart very happily and very easily if you let them. So you need to close down as much as you can, really. Completely. And, defend and then hit on the break. I mean, I, I just, I'm just looking at their midfield from the previous game against Coventry. So you've got a midfield three of Wilfred and Didi, Harry Winks and... Is it Kanan, Jewsbury Hall, Kieran Jewsbury yeah. Hall, KDH? Let's just call him that. That midfield three, if they faced up against our midfield at Plymouth, would rip us to absolute pieces. Yeah. I think my main worry um, right now, apart from being a, a good football side, more, more specifically, is the defence in the midfield. The, I mean, the midfield really surprised me against Plymouth, or the lack of midfield. Yeah. And I think if we turn up and put in the same effort levels, the same intensity against Leicester, it will be a cricket score. Um, Because you look in front of them and you've got Bad Vididi, Makatea, and Jamie Vardy up front. So it's not getting much easier at all. So structure, I think I'm going to reiterate it. Structure and fight and grit and I think that's one player that's Johnny Hogg yeah we saw when he came in, when he came on against Plymouth he was putting himself about he was making tackles he was breaking up play he was jumping in he was linking play you know he was he was doing all the things you'd associate with Johnny, with Johnny Hogg yeah so him or someone who can perform like him is going to be absolutely vital on Saturday rather and if if, if we don't have any of that and they you know take it to us early I fear it's it's not going to be pretty viewing. And I think a good litmus test of any football side is how they can perform at home, especially how they can perform at the first game of the season at home. Because you know as well as I do, everyone turns up, you know, we're back at the John Smiths, you know, you make your walk, you buy your pint, you you know, you you meet the people who you haven't seen for what feels like absolutely years you take your seat and you think here we go again um we do need to start strongly but as we keep saying it's going to be very difficult yeah that mid the midfield is something that i wanted to touch on and it's something where i feel like we're missing david kasumu massively yeah, completely. Um, completely. Every, everyone knows what kasumu brings to the table um and i feel like having somebody like that in there instead of a diara um who hasn't been 100% so far this season. I don't think it's unfair to say that. Um, hasn't looked fully on it, which is probably due to just it being early in the season. Um, just that's, that's just him as a player, though, to be fair. It's the balance as well of that midfield. Having Rodoni, who's typically a 10, and Diaro, who's, again, typically a 10 or even a winger, and then having just one base midfielder doesn't really contribute well. You have a midfield of Hogg, Kasumu, and... Rodoni or, or Diara, that, yeah. look, that looks so much better structurally because you're going to have two people in there that aren't reliant on going forward all the time, like having 
you know, Rodoni and Diara would be because you saw on Saturday that Rodoni would often sit back and it would be Edmonds Green who was actually doing the pressing high up the pitch, which was a bit it was a bit baffling at the time because yeah, like, why I would, agree. Why was your sitter of the midfield three going forward and pressing as high, which didn't really make sense when Rodoni or Diara could have done that pressing and if they'd have got the chance like Diara did, then maybe could have um, got a chance away from it. So I think missing Kasumu for this game is, is obviously a big one. And then I'm going to pose the question to you of, instead of Diara, would you then potentially start either a Scott High, um, have a Reg in there and have Reg and Hogg playing together, or even Josh Osterfield, who's um, brought up a few questions uh, against Borough? I think if it was anyone... Um anyone other than Leicester or a team who had been recently relegated, I'd probably say yes. I think the I think the one player who I'd maybe stick in there with Hoggy is is Reg and he probably will start. But I, I agree you need those two sitting midfielders, especially against Leicester. Um I don't think it's a game to take risks and throw Osterfield in there. Uh, no disrespect to him, but that that midfield he'd be facing is unbelievably more established than any player he's seen in his football career, and it's only a very short career. However, it's not the game, no. and this is where you need someone like Kasumu, who probably work, makes up for his. I'm not going to say lack of technical ability, but you get what I mean. He's not. It's not his prominent feature, is it? Yeah, no, but his work rate makes up for it because. If Kasumu didn't have an engine, he'd probably still be with MK Dons or even lower. But because he's absolutely mental and will put himself into any tackle whatsoever and, you know, like Hoggy does, it makes up for it and it makes it effective. Um, I agree he's going to be a big miss and we'll we'll just have to see. I mean, I'm not confident, um, but we'll have to see how it goes. But talking of confidence, um, we asked both sets of fans and yep. we got let's let's start with uh let's start with Leicester. So uh David French says that he's fairly confident and hopeful but lots of work on the training ground and new transfers still needed. I mean David if uh Huddersfield Town has spent thirty four million pounds in one transfer window, I won't be saying transfers are needed but Fair play, but equally, it's a it's a bigger thing, isn't it? As well, like if you exactly, yeah, you can you can look at it from both perspectives because I think from from Leicester fans' perspective, they've I, I believe it's well known that they've been in financial issues towards the end of last season, and that's why they didn't really bring anybody in, and that's why I think yeah. Rogers wasn't sacked earlier because of them financial issues. Mm. Um, that there's been things like that. So if the training ground's been neglected for a while and not it had the money that was put in was promised or something like that, maybe that's obviously a big thing. I mean, Leicester's well, that, well, that was the that was the Harry Maguire money, yeah. wasn't it? Eighty million, unbelievable. The, the, the training facilities are ridiculous. I mean, <sighs> we're not we're not going to become a training facilities podcast here, but they they are <laughs> something of of, uh, of a spectacle, aren't they? And then if they yeah. need, if they need a few more transfers, then they may as well look at what, for example, Burnley did last year, and how much criticism they got for it on the bit on the face of things. But they played it really smart. They invested money into a, a Premier League ready player um, yeah. and did well for it. So. It make, it makes sense. Obviously, you can look at it from our perspective of four million would be lovely being spent right now. A million, a million, yeah, yeah. So there's two sides to the story, isn't there? Really? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I think um, I've just found a comment, and it kind of exemplifies what I said earlier about this might be the best time to play us, uh, a bit of me in Leicester. 
Um, John Wright says it's early days in terms of the team implementing the manager's ideas. Defensively, we were exposed on Saturday by Coventry and Rodar Luck. So early in the season, it's probably a good time to play us. As in time, I think we will become much more fluid up front and harder to beat. So I think I think there's a general consensus among Leicester fans that it is a process. With yeah. any team, it's a massive process. I think a manager takes over, you lose your, your star players. It, it's it's going to be a process. So it probably is the best time to play them, but that's by no means saying that they're going to be a weak outfit because we know they're not going to be. I don't want to compare Leicester to Burnley again, but you look at the Leicester, their Burnley score from the first game of last season was 1-0. We were brilliant, but we didn't. We were battered, weren't we? Yeah. And then second game of the season, it's four nil, and it looked so much worse that game compared to the first game at home. So you you've got to take perspective into these kind of things. So I think, like you say, it's, there's never going to be a good time to play Leicester probably this year. Um, but playing them first game first game at home for us is probably going to be as good a time as any really to do so. So yeah. I, I agree with it fully, really. Um, yeah. It's going to take time for them to implement that new style because obviously it's, you'd imagine, very similar to, to Guardiola's football. So I don't think I'm unf- unfairly saying that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, going yeah. to be a, a difficult opposition to say the least, isn't it, really? It will. Um, and let's look at, we've just got a few comments from the Huddersfield side. Um, this is... Declan after yesterday's performance. So defensive errors cost us again today, i.e. the game against Borough. We're stupid to take a red card so early in the game whilst being goal up. Like the look of Osterfield Hudlin needs to start two. I think it'll be a tough game against top quality players. One all or they'll nick it 2-1. And another comment, Oliver says, 4-0 win up the town. We can only hope. Speaking of players like that, then Osterfield and, and Hudlin, what would you what would you start? Um what would you start in line up be for, for Saturday if we're gonna go through it? Oh gosh. Um obviously Nichols in net. Yeah. I think Pearson is fit, if I'm not mistaken. Should be, I think, but obviously uh, we'll get press conference tomorrow. Pearson, Helic. Uh Ruffles maybe. Do you not throw Nakayama in there? I don't. I wouldn't yet. All right. I wouldn't yet. And then you've got. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure about Tom Edwards. Um, All right. But who else we got? Sarba. Really? If you're playing a five you... back, I'd, I'd play Sarba deeper. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but I, I just think w- whatever team we we do feel, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough day out. Yeah. I mean, definitely up front, there is a a large striker by the name of Carl Hudley knocking on the door. I think he might be yeah. close to banging the door down. Do you do you throw him in from the start? Personally, no. Um, I think right now I'd say Harrit nicks it, yeah. um, and I'd maybe say Harrit. And Ward, if not Harrit and Karoma. Karoma, yeah. Um, everyone knows Ward went brilliant on Saturday. Um, I don't think anybody can sit here and say Ward was brilliant. I don't think Ward would say he was brilliant. Um, but I think that playing him alongside Harrit might be different. Um, or playing Harrit alongside Karoma. I, I, I think 
the the front two, if we're going to play a five three two, would be the the most difficult to sit here and say this yeah. play should start, this play should start. And I think it's probably a lot easier to do a defence. But even then, there's players that could, you could put an argument forward for Tom Edwards, Sauber Thomas. Do you Sober. maybe even look at Brody Spencer um, playing right centre half if Pearson's not ready? You know, we just had the Nakayama debate, Ruffles. It's 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 a tough one to call. Um, so early in the season as well. Yeah. But an even tougher one to call. I'm going to ask you your score prediction. I knew you were going to do this. You with it last time, Sam. I'm hitting you. <sighs> yeah, only fair. I think we will score. All right. However, I think we'll still score three. So, 3-1 last time. I think it'll be... <sighs> I'm gonna say two one Leicester, but it'd be it'd be very Huddersfield Town if it was to be one nil Town after a, <laughs> riding our luck for a while. But I think the thing is is if we if we do play a five back and you have Ruffles and Sauber um, in those wing back positions, I think we can break at least once and get a chance away. Yeah, um, it's whether we take that chance. You're putting yeah. the door early on, haven't you? Really, that's the that's the big thing. If you can kind of come out and shock them a little bit from the off, then it's just kind of a case of building on that. Oh well, yeah, completely. Which is exactly what Plymouth did with us. Like they hit us early on the break and then built on it. Uh, yeah, and, and when we and did can, it, we just didn't do the same. Yeah, and conversely, it's what we did against Borough last season. Second half, yeah. uh, came out and scored within forty seconds. I think it was. So, if we do choose to be aggressive, and I, I don't think we will, I think we will choose to be aggressive as we counter. I think being being aggressive from the start against Leicester is only going to get us absolutely whooped. But yeah, I mean. I think every single Warnock team and every single Warnock, Warnock style of play is going to be hard to predict. But yeah, we we just we've we've just tried to predict that, and I think there's not much more to say other than it's going to be a very tough day. And fingers crossed. But equally, I think there's I, I I'm glad that we have Warnock in charge of it because I think oh yeah Warnock will know exactly what he wants to do from the off. Yeah. He'll know what he wants to do. He knows, yeah. yeah. How to stop them? So I'm looking forward to it. I, can't I, don't, say the same, I, don't, but... I don't think anybody would say the same, but I'm I'm looking forward to <laughs> no. seeing how we cope with Leicester because, like you say, it's a good gauge of seeing where we are against one of the better sides in the division on paper. So, yeah, and I think that's that's pretty much everything, and that wraps us up for for this week. Um, so we shall see you for the review of Leicester. Um, obviously, if there's any major news that comes out in the next few days, we can obviously maybe do another episode, but. Yeah, that has been all for for this one. Thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, please like and and share it. And give us your score predictions as well below um, below either the tweet or the YouTube, whatever. Um, But yeah, we shall see you next time. And as always, thank you for listening.